0: Yes, the Super Bowl is on Sunday and we will, of course, do our showdown preview for the Super Bowl coming up in the later part of this week. But it's big board time. Once again, your draft number six. It's February 5th, 2024. So we are... Early in the drafting run here, of course, we are going to be drafting teams every single day here on Splash Play, Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. So join us on that journey. Of course, the big board, 200K to first place. Uh, we are trying to draft some rookies, trying to draft uh, really the, the quad drum rate I've talked about a few, time, uh, few times of rookies that I love. Uh, Jaden Daniels, number one. Troy Franklin, number two. I guess relative to cheap guys uh, more so than the Marvin Harrisons, the Malik neighbors of the world. Audrick Esme, another guy I love. Brock Bowers, of course, the tight end one guy that I love. And I guess if we're going to go to cheap version, Ben it would be the other one I would want to get. But that's the four guys I'd like to get in a draft here in the big board, the rookies that I hold near and dear to my heart already. We'll find out more, of course, to fall in love with the Senior Bowl. Had some interesting revelations there. Michael Penix was supposed to start that game and then just said, I've done enough for myself and <laughs> it didn't play. Uh, so the Senior Bowl, you kind of saw where that ranked in terms of guys' priorities and all that. Combine going to be the bigger testing point there for a lot of guys. Romo Dunze, one that I know Wait, I need to see some combine numbers to have any faith in his current ADP. Uh, but you see, picks flying off the board here. Of course, a lot of guys, a lot of familiar names in this room. We got Go Easy Cards, got our guy Mad Maddie here. Of course, he's not saying Maddie. Line of scrimmage for BBM top finisher TM Longacre uh, this year, top ten finisher in BBM. Uh, so some fun names to keep an eye on here. And Pecan Pecan, I believe, is our guy Felix. Right? Am I mistaken about that? Um, those are the names that I recall offhand. But if not, I know Pecan Pecan is a a fairly good drafter overall. Anyway. Shouts to the chat though. Lots of GMs, lots of GMs indeed. Lots of yo's. Are we in a draft already? No, I guess, I guess vaporware did not make it into this one, but all you guys figured it out here. Of course, if you ever want to join a splash play draft one minute before the stream time starts, usually going to be the best way to get in with me because I do hot start the streams here to try to capture people uh, if they are watching the videos after the fact. Shout out to all you guys hanging out here. I've got Christian McCaffrey off the board, number one, Justin Jefferson, number two, CeeDee Lamb, three. Uh, those picks you do see move around sometimes in the big board. People love CeeDee Lamb, the one hole. I've not yet seen Justin Jefferson go first overall, uh, which is kind of funny given that he has been, of course, the crown number one overall pick uh, the last couple of years. But people, I guess, afraid of the injuries, uh, maybe afraid of his willingness to play throughout injury. Uh, that is something there. We've been dying to go extreme zero RB. <laughs> do we want to do it with Puka Nakua? I still think there's a steep price to pay for Puka Nakua, 8.5 ADP on him, as you can see on the screen. We will take Puka here in the hopes that I got Matthew Stafford to be healthy another year. I feel like that's definitely a thing I was worried about this year. Obviously, he survived that. I kind of think that Matthew Stafford is one of those guys, uh, like a rich man's Kenny Pickett, where I question the value of him in your stack overall. Is he really going to drive a ton of value for you at QB if you don't get Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and Kyron? Let's say, like, do you really want to have Matthew Stafford? I'm not so sold on that. So this could be a an unstacked Puka Nakua we go with uh, at the nine hole got Jameer Gibbs, Garrett Wilson going after me, uh, AJ Brown. So we got Casey Pollock here taking two receivers at the turn and welcome to the new world guys. DJ Moore going at pick 13, which I've been drafting this big board now for a week. Of course, had our first draft, the moment that it came out uh, last Monday afternoon, only for that draft to get thrown out because somebody took nine QBs. Uh, but I am still not used to seeing DJ Moore go in the second round. this reliably and for anybody going at the one, two turn, I think is a, uh, very aggressive, though. He does have two pretty good outs. Obviously, Fields being back for another year, you'd expect some spike week upside for him. And then if we do see Caleb Williams going there, would certainly think that he's going to be an upgrade in terms of feeding DJ Moore a little more reliably. So we have Nico here. Marvin Harrison's ADP has come up to 19. Still do think that Nico comes a little bit of risk uh, just because of the fact that Houston can't bring in a star receiver. But I do think that this is still probably where you take Nico if you're going to take him. I guess we're just going, we're going to the 2023 all-stars guys that can definitely not perform any worse. Than they did this past year. We will add Nico Collins really was tempted to take MHJ there. I think that you can make the case to me that Harrison is a better pick at Nico at this ADP. Uh, but I still would say that I have to get some shares of Nico. Do you like CJ Stroud? Uh, do you like the Texans overall? But I think the big risk point for Nico, um, and I guess you can make the case that he's really the only guy in this range. I worry about that from besides Rashid she rice, uh, Nico, a guy where, I expect the Texans to bring in a star receiver. I expect them to bring in either a high-profile rookie guy or somebody who's going to command a target share that matters. So I don't think Nico's the same play. I think Nico's getting steamed up a little bit because of how good he was without Tank Dell. So I think if you have a star receiver in there, whether that be Tank Dell taking a leap or that is just anybody that they bring in, uh, if it's a Harrison, if it's a cheap Troy Franklin, um, if it's if it's Romo Dunze, frankly that could be a player that does some similar things to Nico. Uh, not a great superstar athlete, but is a big-bodied guy, kind of like Nico. Um, So I think there's a lot of ways that Nico could be less valuable than this ADP, but I'm going to take him here just because I got to get some shares. Every room is a piss boy room at this point. All wide receivers moving up, running backs moving down for the most part. Yeah, definitely a lot more, you know, hero RB starts is what I've been seeing so far. You can see uh, the guys, the two through the five hole, all really have a, a heavy wide receiver start. We'll see if they get running backs on the way back, but definitely the ADPs right now. I mean, you have your one, two, three, four, five top running backs. I think there's some faith in Kyron goes at 14 here. So I guess really six. Um, but I think that's something where, you know, uh, people have less faith in the top running backs. They've been burned by it a lot. So I get it, but it is kind of odd to see this many people uh, go zero RB to start for sure. And that is where we talk about the extreme zero RB being a thing where I wanted to hit that in our Friday draft. If you can get an extreme zero RB team, that is still going to be beneficial to you. Because I think that even though we have a lot of teams starting zero RB, they're going to take a running back in the fourth round. They're going to take one in the fifth round. If you go your first five rounds, six rounds all wide receiver, probably getting off the beaten path a little bit more from guys who won't have the diamond hands in terms of just continuing to draft wide receivers over and over again. You're sleeping on Odunze. I'm not sleeping on Odunze. I think he's an okay player, but uh, I think if he doesn't test well athletically, he is going to come crashing down the board. So I think he's being overdrafted quite a bit. Um, Everybody's in the bag for Washington. I just don't think Washington was that good. The advanced analytics did not show Penix being as good as the eye test, as a lot of the highlights will tell you. And I think that is one of the advantages you have is relying on the data, trusting the data. Of course, we always talk about sports info solutions, the value it adds to my process for NFL. For college, same thing. Um, I definitely, it's why I've had success with rookies that I I try to really pinpoint that stuff down. DK Metcalf here. If we're going to continue the ZRB thing, Saquon Barkley, somebody now a little bit tied to the chargers rumors that uh, Jim Harbaugh wants to go out of his way to get him as his bell cow back, uh, which certainly would be good for Saquon, but uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a Saquon believer. Somebody else can have him at this point. I'm sure somebody will take him. uh, Yeah. 13 picks after ADP, 12 picks after ADP. Uh, He goes to DS Maloof here. Barkley, of course, Mostly dust, as we talked about really last year, uh, let alone this past season. Uh, I guess so two seasons ago, Uh thought Saquon is mostly dust. He's fine. I know people love him. I know people like that he's uh, had some good games for Penn State now almost a decade ago. Uh, but I think at this point for me, Saquon Barkley, he needs to have an outcome where he's a bell cow on a team that's upward. So if he goes to the Chargers, he could probably pay off that ADP because he's going to have a lot of that red zone work. Uh, but for a guy like DS Malouf here, starting three running backs, Unless he's really gonna dial off running back and go heavy wide receiver. Uh, this is a really brutal start to be doing in the current ADP landscape. Yeah, people love Odunze, man. People love Odunze and Penix a lot. And I have uh, a 24 year old QB coming off an ACL injury who just forced the ball downfield and wasn't that great. It's mostly volume forced the ball downfield. I do like the tendency, of course, to push the ball downfield, but I just don't think that he was worth what he, you know, what people think he's worth. Uh, All right, so we have Pacheco, Rashad White, Pacheco coming down in ADP a little bit. Um, I guess people concerned about McKinnon coming back this year is knocking Pacheco down in ADP. Rashad White, definitely a chance they could bring somebody else in to usurp his role a little bit. Keenan Allen, I feel like, is an okay price tag here. The running back values are getting a little bit crazy, but I am still going zero RB. We're doing it. This is going to be my zero RB day. I I tried to do it on Friday, got too tempted by, uh, who was it? Was it Brees? I forget who was I took on Friday. I took a running back, uh, Kyron Williams. That was it. Uh, took Kyron Williams there, and I was like, I just got to take him. He's too good of a, a discount at this point relative to ADPs. There's other wide receivers I wanted to take. Uh, this pocket aligns a little bit better because I'm not really passing up anybody who I'm dying to get. Pacheco, look, he's fine, um, but I think he is still somebody where, I think they don't want him to be the full bell cow, getting the full pass game role and the full run game role. And two, uh, I know we're not talking about showdown today, uh, but Kinnon is 200 bucks in that Super Bowl showdown slate. So him being back in is really going to change that game completely. And also one, it's going to change the situation, I think for Pacheco quite a bit. The had an insane contested catch rate. Yeah. What happens when he can't get any spacing at all against pro corners? Like it's, that doesn't matter. I don't know. Contested catch rates. Great. You know, what's had a great contested catch rate. Quentin Johnston. How'd, how'd that go? And I like and I like Quentin Johnson. It's just I think you're people want to talk themselves into shit and they're willing to follow anything that talks them into the thing rather than just going agnostically and saying, Hey, I have some questions, Marks, about this guy. And granted, you know, I, this is my job. This is what I do. Like, I, I I have to come in and be that that check and balance for you guys. But like you're you're looking at a thing where it's like, yeah, a contested catch rate against pack 12 DBs. He shouldn't even be contested. He should be in open space if he's a real pro caliber wide receiver. And I think he's gonna run a four six. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be slow, but If he's not, I'll be completely wrong, and uh, then we'll see how it goes. But actually, not really, because if he has great RIS scores, like, yeah, then he's worth it. If he doesn't have great RIS scores, then we are talking sluggish Mike Evans, which I don't think is the potential there. Uh, hitting the like button improves your chances of getting players below ADP. I would agree, guys. And again, getting a lot of new names. You're getting a lot of familiar names coming back in. So if you guys can, please do hit that like button. Please subscribe down below. Of course, Splash Play now in the March to 4K subs. Anthony Richardson going to 47. Jesus Christ. 5K subs, uh, 10K subs, a million K subs is the goal here on Splash Play. We can't do it without you. So join in that journey here, of course. You're promised to draft a day. And also, uh, after some, uh, some support, some requests from some of our, our most important members, podcast feed to splash play now also getting these every day updated as well uh, Doing that as part of my process of pulling in the audio uploading on the splash play feed i know people initially signed up for that splash play feed uh, looking for me and pete of course on there so uh, it's been a, a little bit slow drag by me to get the podcast feed going full bore again but if you do want to take splash play on the road with you you don't want to pay for youtube premium i you can get the audio version uh, to search splash play on the apple store it's actually probably in the description too somewhere I'm sure it is. Uh, Trey McBride, 46 ADP on him. So he is now, he's now tight end two off the board. And uh, it's talked about on Friday. I do think Trey McBride, I get the enthusiasm. You have to remember for Arizona, there was not a wide receiver they wanted to throw the ball to there. So Trey McBride inherently a little bit overvalued. I think Uh, he's still fine. Like he's going to give you spike weeks. I have no issue with that. But uh, I don't think he should be going ahead of Mark Andrews. I don't think he should be going ahead of Travis Kelsey. He has now come up. Uh, 70 spots from where his ADP was when the big board started. So the Trey McBride enthusiasm is very high and I think too high personally, but we'll see. Uh, CJ Stroud goes to the guy who needed to take AR and CJ Stroud. Again, people, I really think coming off the 2023 season, it's now just people wanting to get a taste of guys. They didn't get enough of in the previous year. We talked about the playoff basketball as well. Uh, of course, the Rams being the best example of that people really enthusiastic based upon, Oh, I just need to get these guys. Now I didn't play Puka. I didn't play Kyron Williams in the year. And it's like, you're getting AR and Stroud. I don't think like taking QBs in a row like that is going to be plus EV. Uh, but that is what it is. And all this talk about Romo Dunze, and then here he is staring me in the face, and he's probably the best pick in this range. Uh, we have nothing with KC right now that seems that appealing. We could build out a Seattle thing, but there is a shot that Geno Smith goes away from that team. Um. All right, you guys want Odunze. Ben wants Odunze in the chat. We'll get one share of Odunze here. Uh, he's our wide receiver five. Team so far Extreme Zero RB, Puka Dekua, Nico Collins, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Romo Odunze. This is my first Odunze share of the year. I prefer neighbors by a wide margin. I prefer MHJ by an even wider margin. And frankly, Troy Franklin at ADP. Uh, no pun intended. I think would appeals to me more, but we're doing Extreme Zero RB, so we've got to get Odunze here, I suppose. <laughs> Fuck off, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to make Ben happy. <laughs> but, but like, again, it's just because he's just he's here. There's nobody else I want. I've got enough JSN already. I don't need it. Terry McLaurin, uh, getting Cliff Kingsbury potentially as his offensive coordinator, I guess, confirmed getting Cliff Kingsbury as his offensive coordinator after Kingsbury pulled out of the Vegas job. Uh, Not something I love either. Uh, We could take Pickens here and really try to push running back values back. Could take Josh Jacobs. He's going to be a bell cow somewhere. I would think. And at this point, Honestly, not a bad pick. 11 picks after ADP. We're taking Josh Jacobs. Ends the zero RB run. Josh Jacobs, Puka Nakua, Nico Collins, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Romo Dunze. That is our team so far. Anybody else do anything interesting? I mean, Mad Maddie got Mark Andrews at fifty fifty two 52 here. So that's a little bit more appealing than taking Trey McBride at 46 to me. Uh, But, you know, Mark Andrews getting older. I get it. Mark Andrews allegedly saved somebody on a plane, though, uh, because he's a diabetic, which I don't even know about Mark Andrews, but a diabetic testing kit. Uh, If you saw that story, uh, it seemed fake, honestly, (laughs) when I first saw it on social media, but then all the real reporters picked it up. So Uh, Mark Andrews boosts his ADP because he's apparently saving lives on airplanes. Uh, Trey McBride, who's he saved? Nobody. Not not a single person. Uh, Save Kyler Murray, I guess. That'd be the one person he's saved is the uh, idea that Travis Kelsey could require, I would assume that means retire, not going to get any steam. Um, I think that Travis Kelsey retiring is why he's getting drafted where he is. Also was obviously a bust of a pick uh, last year in that first round draft capital. But I think the assumption is that he's not going to be back. So if you're taking him at this ADP, or at least there's a risk that he's not going to be back. Um, I still would be okay taking him. Obviously, you know, not trying to go crazy on Travis Kelsey. And even 56, if Trey McBride's going to go at 46. Like, which offense is going to be better next year? I think Arizona showed really a lot of signs of things that I was impressed by, uh, especially for me, who thought it was right that they were going to be a team that sucked for the most part, wasn't in contention to make a playoff spot. They didn't tank down the stretch as much as I would have thought. Uh, they kept Kyler Murray in, uh, seemed like they're going to build around him rather than try to uh, chase the dragon of getting a new QB in. Uh, MJ10K is just taking three QBs here. That's so stupid. Okay. Well, I couldn't get Stroud with Nico because this guy had to take AR and Stroud. He also takes Justin Herbert. Brock Bowers now going at 73. Is, that, is this guy reaching? Bowers was going in the 80s, was initially going in the 100s. Now he's up to 81.8. So that guy did reach a little bit, but not too much. Brock Bowers, back up. Man. as a steep price to pay for Brock Bowers, but if Dalton Kade's going to go 62, I think that's fair. Unbelievable. MJ going with the new nine QB strat. Yes, if you missed the first stream here on Splash Play, our first stream of the year was thrown out because somebody drafted nine QBs in the room. Uh, And historically on underdog and also on DraftKings, they've not thrown out drafts for that. It's just like, oh, this guy's an asshole. He doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, We don't throw him out. This year does seem like it is a change to underdog. So if this guy, MJ10K, keeps taking QBs. um, He is likely going to end up getting our draft thrown out, which we now have to be aware of. Yeah, two hole, three QBs, and Ramondre. Which I, Ramondre is definitely in a fragile backfield. Uh, of course, as we always talk about here, new coaching change can mean either running back who's there, whether it be somebody that's currently there, uh, a backup could also be a guy coming off the draft list uh, or the, the draft list. <laughs> like, yeah, they're all being demanded to go into the NFL. They're being pulled off the draft list. Of uh, you know, like it could be Ramondre, it could be could be Zeke. I guess uh, I don't think that's most likely they bring him back, but it could be Zeke. It could also be somebody they bring in to give a bell cow role. You just don't know with a new coaching staff. So. Um, that is something where I don't mind Ramondre at his ADP this year. Did not like him at all at his ADP last year, and barely had any. Uh, okay, we got Brian Thomas, who f- could be better than a honestly. honestly. Um, Austin Eckler, don't mind. Eleven picks after ADP, think he will land in an okay spot. I'm not taking him for the Chargers correlation for what it's worth, but I am taking Eckler here. We'll add him to Josh Jacobs. I think that Jacobs and Eckler definitely two guys on the older side of things, not where we want them to be. But I think Eckler had a really bad run out this year and Jacobs just didn't want to play it on the home stretch. He doesn't have a contract. Uh, but when he was playing, obviously he was getting fed pretty reliably. I would imagine Jacobs goes back to the Raiders, but of course new coaching staff there. So uh, and also new front office there. So they might decide we don't want to pay this guy and just move on. We'll find out. All right. My underdog. Oh, it probably had by the way, probably free trial. Uh, if you get, go get it from the app store, search probably on there or check the link in the description. And of course, save 50% too. If you just want to do it that way, get all of our pre-game data for under 10 bucks a month, probably checking data from all the winning sports books around the world. And that is personally personally I'm building my best ball bankroll right now. Actually, while well, building building my showdown slate for this for the Super Bowl uh bankroll right now is what I've been doing with all the bets I've been placing on there. But had a really good weekend, so uh definitely check check the data out. I made some nice improvements there as well. You we don't have to click anything to get the best bet data, so check it out probably. And underdog promo code SPLASH as well to double your deposit up to 100 bucks. Hoxton going to 87, objectively a bad pick by DS Malouf, who's, I'd say, objectively having a bad draft as well. Uh, but we'll keep going here. No correlation that makes sense at this point. Don't mind Dak, but it doesn't correlate, and I don't know how we would tack that on late. No wide receivers available on the board right now. This is really ugly. I am going to take Dak. I'm going to take Dak. Don't think that makes the most sense. I don't know who we're going to stack up with Dak at this point. Everybody in this room has been really aggressively going after tight ends, so I suppose it's possible uh, Jake Ferguson could be punted all the way around, which would make this pick make more sense. Uh, but Dak is just too cheap at ADP at this point. At I mean, he's been going to the 60s in a lot of rooms I've been in, so uh, taking him at 88 here, I'm pretty happy with that. Team so far, Dak at QB, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler at running back, at wide receiver, Puka, Nico Collins, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, and Romo Dunze. I feel like this team, I like this team, but it seems to me like I took guys early that should be going a little bit later, and I took guys later that should be going a little bit earlier is how I feel about this, how this run out worked out for me. But I'm happy to get Jacobs and Eckler, you know, at their cheap price tags. Uh, two guys who are not quite as cheap as like a Joe Mixon or a Kamara or a James Connor was last year. But I think kind of similar bets uh, relative to just these guys being players that should end up with a, a key role for somebody, whether it be their current teams or somebody else. Checking the chat, Cooks still there? Um, I don't. I mean, I, Cooks is still there. Yeah, but that's not really the most exciting play. He's definitely getting to an age point as well, where I'm not the most confident in him even holding on to that role. Uh, just because you do have Tolbert coming up, you do have some guys in the draft that they could want to take as well. Uh, Cooks his contract. He's got one more year at $8 million. Uh He would be a cut candidate, though. He's only $6 million in dead cap. And I think it looks like his contract actually would have a bigger hold if they kept him. So there's a shot that Cooks can get cut. He's also 31 years old. Yeah, Daddle's okay, but Daddle is one of those guys that I'm okay taking, but uh, likely to get supplanted at, at the running back spot as well. Maybe a Dunesale stack with Dak. That would certainly be a nice bet to work out. I don't. I do think he'll go late enough. If again, if his athletic testing is on the lower side, I think he could fall to where Dallas could actually, you know, want to come up and grab him. Um, so it's possible, but I'm not obviously anticipating. I think when you're trying to thread the needle of like rookies, especially rookie wide receivers and where they're going to go, I think that's really tough to hit. Rookie quarterbacks, you could try to get a little bit more uh, that we already have. Like the Bears, supposedly Caleb Williams is want to play for the Bears, even though I think they're still probably to take him at one. Uh, a lot of things linking Caleb Williams to Washington, uh, but in particular, Cliff Kingsbury going there, which I don't think makes sense because like he wasn't as good this year with Cliff Kingsbury as his play caller. So I don't know how that's going to go. But definitely a lot of uh, a lot of smoke so far with Washington and Caleb Williams, which I think they would have to trade up and then the Bears would have to be willing to trade down for that. Uh, which, you know, maybe the Bears would do. They still, we don't know for sure that they're going to get rid of fields, but definitely some things can move around here where I think if you're trying to trying to plan for stacks, no matter what, I think it's still pretty tough at this point of things to actually plan for where your QB, where your wide receiver is going to go. Either of those RBs could be in Dallas week one next year. That's true. Derrick Henry, another one too. that has been linked a lot to Dallas. So uh, Tony Pollard, a free agent. So we get Jake Ferguson pushed back. I like that. So we now have our first tight end. Dak, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Puka Nakua, Nico Collins, DK Metcalf. Keaton Allen, Romo, Dunze, and Jake Ferguson. I think that makes sense. All right. Ferguson, I I guess, could lose his role, but I think he was good enough this year that they'll probably just keep him on a cheap contract and be happy to have him as their tight end. Um, I think he was better this year than Dalton Schultz was last year. A little bit less volume, but was probably better in terms of the analytics. Definitely was better in terms of EPA metrics. Uh, Schultz was just a volume merchant last year. Uh, Mr. Mr. Left Jake for me. Thank you. A kindness by our guy, Mr. Mr. Um, and again, hope that the chips are plentiful. <laughs> Chipotle for our guy, Mr. Mr., which is now going to be the only thing I remember to mention to him every single time. Sure, top 10 BBM finisher. That's great and all, but the Chipotle chips thing, uh, <laughs> that one will always bring me joy. All right, we're on the clock here. Keon Coleman, a guy that pretty much, I think just a big body dude. Troy Franklin, I wouldn't hate. We could make another bet on Houston with Devin Singletary, though he is a free agent. So we'll see how that goes. think he comes back, uh, but I don't know that I have the utter confidence in that one. I'm taking Troy Franklin. Uh, we are pretty close to this being a my guys draft. We didn't get Brock Bowers, but we could get some of the value, guys. So let's get Troy Franklin, who I don't think I have a share of so far. He'll be my sixth wide receiver. And I think we are pretty much done at wide receiver, at least until much later in the draft. Uh, shout out Spags being two weeks earlier on Estime, uh, etc. Like leg up, legendary upside. Uh, are is, are they touting Estime? <laughs> I hope so. The yeah, Estime's uh, ADP has come up a little bit already. He was at 200 when we started. He's now 170. And should probably be higher. I think. <clears throat> but we will see estimate is my preferred running back. Bucky Irving. The other one, I think I have some confidence in uh, besides that, not a lot to love at running back in this class and definitely a weaker class than it was last year. And, and frankly, you know, not a lot of guys paid off from that class. Even, um, even though a few guys did certainly have some opportunity did have some upside. I like my team so far. I feel good about how we're working this room. Khalil Shakir going one fifteen, obviously on the assumption that he'd be the wide receiver too. If Gabe Davis left, uh, Davis and Shakir being priced next to each other. We see Shakir go at 115, Gabe Davis go 110. Uh, I do think that that is definitely one that could go either way. It would not shock me to see Gabe Davis be brought back because we did see him uh, definitely him not being there, limited that Buffalo offense a little bit in the playoffs when he had that PCL strain. Uh, but if he doesn't come back, then we do probably have a pretty good opportunity uh, for Shakir to step up. But I think they upgrade that position if they don't get Gabe back. Would be my guess. Jaden Daniels goes 116. So he will not be added. We will not complete my my quadrumvirate of rookies that I would like to get. Uh it's really been tough, man. Jaden Daniels has stormed up a little bit. I think he actually I think this guy reached again for Jaden. Yeah, Jaden Daniels has a 123 ADP. That guy took him at one sixteen. People really want to get shares of Jaden Daniels, as I've talked about. I think he's CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson rolled into one. So I am very happy for. Anybody getting Jane Daniels? I would like to get more shares myself, uh, but he is just not aligning for me ADP wise. And uh damn it. Like there was no way to do that. I would have to take him over Troy Franklin. And I think that Franklin at ADP made more sense for me. So we got that. Legendary upside uh ranks drops today because the spag's I'm already 75% estimate in French cheap. All right, there I appreciate that. Glad to hear it. And he's one in the 155ish. Okay, so a little bit too cheap according to legendary upside is estimate. Uh yeah, look, I think he's undervalued for sure. Uh, I think that there really isn't another running back that I like more. If Jonathan Brooks were fully healthy, you could talk me into that more. And Braylon Allen, a little bit bigger back, so I get why people would like him, but I think he is just that. As I've talked about here, like Braylon Allen's ideal outcome is being the A.J. Dillon replacement for Green Bay. Uh, whereas Estimate, he could be a bell cow somewhere. He could be that uh, home run hitter back if he's going to get under 10 touches. And I think the best possible outcome would be him getting goal line work, because I think he's going to be a monster uh, if he's able to get, you know, three red zone touches a game, three three inside the ten-yard line would be great, but we'll see. All right, on the clock again. We got Chuba, we got Adonai Mitchell, who meh could could go Stafford here, complete our second QB. Obviously, there are some QBs late that we could take, but none of them, I don't know, if they'll make the most sense. Is a bet on Puka this year a bet on Stafford is the question. I feel like it kind of is. I don't know that a backup comes in for the Rams. If it's Carson Wentz or probably not Carson Wentz again. But if it's Carson Wentz type, I'd rather have Stafford in. So we will take Stafford even though he's not a player I love. Uh, We got Dak and Matthew Stafford at QB. Running back again, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Wide receiver Puka, Nico, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Romo, Dunze, Troy Franklin, and Jake Ferguson at tight end. So a little bit thin at tight end so far. feel like wide receiver, we're pretty good at. Running back definitely needs some more volume at, but we're feeling good about it. Also, I think i thank Tyler for the super chat, but thank you, Tyler, for the super chat as well. I appreciate that. Um, even though I, d- I just read it and <laughs> didn't actually say thank you. Uh, but I do appreciate all your super chats. And of course, if you want to support the channel, hit that join button down below. $4.99 a month helps us put on the show. Uh, so please do join. And of course, you get to embarrass me live on stream I uh, do an Italian stereotype accent. Um, another tight end would look good here. I think Jerry Judy. God, what? After he burned me so bad in the DK Millie Maker final, I think he deserves that one twenty six ADP. But how the mighty have fallen in an offense that uh, really is not Jerry Judy's fault that he sucks. We will add Luke Musgrave, though. Again, I think that he really flashed the one thing I've been waiting to see all year in the playoffs, breaking off some big routes as the Packers obviously had uh, their run to the divisional round. Uh, Musgrave to me, another year, obviously a full year of health and a year of growth for Jordan Love, I think will be positives for him. So uh, he and Ferguson, I think at this range, feel pretty good about taking them both at tight end. What's up, Spags? How about that year from Jerry Judy? Sorry for bringing that up. (laughs) That's right. Zane was the guy who last year I was talking about my Christian Watson love, and Zane was like, well, what's the difference between him and Jerry Judy? And the difference really was just that, like, Denver's offense was so ass, and, like, obviously, Christian Watson got hurt, too, so, like, we never really saw the full outcome. But Christian Watson at least had a couple 20-point games. Jerry Judy, I don't think, broke 15 on the year. Um, So, yeah, Jerry Judy, I think it sucks for him. Uh, Them bringing in uh, what's-his-face, bringing in, uh, the offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, bringing him into Denver. Not a good thing for a dot for those receivers. It just means we're going to see more of a check down. The offense still think that Bo Nix would be a great fit for Denver as kind of their, their version of drew Brees. I think would be it uh, an efficient kind of system offense running QB like Bo Nix would be very positive. Um, But even still, it's like, I don't expect Judy to be great. He's probably more valuable in like full point PPR if he stays on Denver. And then also they feed him and it gets, and it looks better, but man, like he just wasn't getting fed at any point. Even when Cortland Sutton was out the back half of the year. So I just don't know. All right. Thank you, Spax, for all your rookie alpha. Rip and drafts more confidence than being completely lost. Look, I, I appreciate that. I know there's a lot of people I've heard who, like, don't want to hop in because they don't know rookies. And um, ultimately, you know, obviously ADP should dictate everything you do. I, I would try to give you guys my takes and all that. And then if you guys want to check the playlist, of course, talking about rookies, do have that in the YouTube channel as well. Uh, here for Splash Play, so go check out the channel if you want to just go through and see that stuff. Um, but I think they're definitely, you know, like, ADP has been pretty efficient for the most part, but estimate was one that stood out. Daniel's initially is one that stood out. Now he's, I think, appropriately priced going around. Caleb Williams going, I mean, after Jared Goff, I think he should probably go ahead of Jared Goff uh, just based on the rushing potential that he has and the downfield throwing and all that. Um, but yeah, I think that there I think there are some guys here that frankly, I probably haven't gotten enough of because they've already been over the course of a week. Like I've already kind of gotten closer to appropriately priced, but estimate to me should probably be around this 120, 140-ish range, I would say. Um, I would take him over Blake Corum. I know people like Blake Corum because he is a brand name that you've seen uh, a lot. And I would say Estime is the better back than Blake Corum in every respect. Like he's bigger, uh, he's stronger. I imagine he'll RAS better. He'll have the better relative athletic scores. And uh, I would say for Corum, he's just uh, an end zone hound or rushing. You know, guy's got a lot of rushing touchdowns because he got the opportunity, but small and frankly might be too small to even get good draft capital. Sure, guy, Edwin here, working from home on meetings, watching streams, drafting best ball teams. Who says you can't multitask? Yes, I know. Edwin left a comment over the weekend. I was glad to see him back in the mix. Always glad to see some new names here. Appreciate all you guys being here and giving us a shot. And of course, smash that like button here helps us get seen by more people. And that is going to be always the goal here on Splash Play. Let's see what we do here. I imagine <laughs> Big clits. <laughs> Big Clits another one that they probably don't want to see winning best ball mania at underdog. Uh, Trey Benson, not a back. I love, I do think Braylon Allen is the better pick relative to ADP, but Trey Benson is here. And we have to be agnostic about this because sometimes these guys get ideal landing spots. If Trey Benson were to go to the chiefs as a replacement for Jarek McKinnon, because he's an okay pass catcher, even though he ran, uh, only ran seven routes per game last year. Trey Benson's role is too valuable. Same thing for like a Devon A-Chain where Devon A-Chain last year was not very good in terms of the efficiency he had uh, as he got more touches at Texas A&M. The year before he was great where he had less touches. I think that's something where he then landed in the ideal spot for Miami where he wasn't being asked to be a bell cow back, could come in, could hit some home runs. For Benson, you know, it could be the same thing where he just lands in that right spot and gets there. So I'm trying to be agnostic about rookies, even though, frankly, I think Benson is a worse pick than Estime, but I have to have some Benson exposure in case he goes, you know, he ends up somewhere useful. It's all about where they land. Casey Pollock takes estimate 157. So I will not get him on the way back. Love when people reach for my guys, perhaps people watching the channel. Uh, It's been happening lately. Uh, So that's unfortunately there, but estimate goes and a, a good pick by him. Even if it is a pick that is a tremendous affront to me. Uh, We got to get another running back in here. I've been taking a lot of Tyler Algier, Zach Moss, probably going back to Indianapolis could get a better landing spot. Theoretically. Let's say the Chargers uh, do miss out on a star running back. They don't get Saquon. Zach Moss maybe ends up the last guy left in the game of musical chairs at running back who had some pretty good numbers last year. So that is the logic for taking Zach Moss. If he goes back to Indianapolis, he's just basically a handcuff, which is not the best. Deshaun Watson at 161. I think it's too cheap for Deshaun. No, we don't love Deshaun. Not a great human being. Not a great quarterback last year lots of flaws some of the worst visual plays in the nfl last year at quarterback were Deshaun watson the one play where he literally got confused in the pocket and threw the ball backwards was one of my one of my favorite low lights of the year uh but we saw enough with joe flacco and obviously these are different qbs joe flacco is a grown adult who uh clearly knew how to comport himself well as a qb Where Deshaun, you know questions uh but i think you know if he can be Joe Flacco or even 80% Joe Flacco in terms of passing, but add on a little bit of running, I think Deshaun can have some hope. So him at 161 is just too cheap. Draft capital also impacts rookies opportunity. Uh, Benson currently projected to be one of the first three running backs on the board. That is true. Um Coaches play guys, front offices want guys played because they then look smarter if the guy is good. So that is the logic for Benson. I just really... Not impressed by Benson, uh, not the shiftiest back. 22% avoided tackle rate is pretty bad. Uh, catching passes, he only got 6.8 routes per game, two targets per game. I uh, had a .29 EPA there, but only a zero flat EPA running the ball. So like Benson is really, to me, I'd rather have other running backs personally. And if I were an NFL team, I'd rather draft a different running back, but he'll go where he goes. If you prefer, uh, prefer straight up returning Chandler that got great work and has juice or FA Devin Singletary. You may return to Houston or go elsewhere. I think Singletary by a pretty wide margin. I think Chandler, Chandler, they kind of fell out of love with already. Like they were using him less out in the back half of uh, the games that he was running, where he basically had that one game where he got all the work. Then I think the next game had a lot of work, but wasn't good. And they shifted back as such as and gave it back to Madison a little bit more, I believe in week 17 and week 18. Um, Not, not a lot, but like it was enough that he then was like the opportunity changed, I think for Chandler. So I'm pretty pretty out on Chandler. I think that Minnesota gets another running back in. He's got no draft capital. He's got, I don't think he did enough last year to be a guy that you carry over and go, Hey, you're coming in. You're the starter, but he could end up that way. Just kind of out of inertia. So I think he's okay, but like, I don't know, man. Like, what if J.K. Dobbins goes to Minnesota? What if, I mean, what if they do run Cam Akers back? I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of ways that Chandler could not be there. I think right now he's getting drafted. Like, there is almost an assumption that he's going to be the back or at least get a shot to win that job, and I, I'm not confident in it. I think Singletary will, he'll either come back to Houston, he's going to be the starter and the unquestioned starter. Um, and I think he is likely to go back to Houston and probably get, like, a two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal. Uh, or he'll go somewhere else and he'll probably get, you know, they'll probably treat him as, like, an acquisition that matters. Uh, so I think Singletary's got a lot better outcome than Chandler, who's could only start from Minnesota, basically. This open Watson was going to fall to 166. Well, unfortunately, did not come to go AZ cards, but I'm sure we will survive uh, without our Deshaun Watson here. Uh, 2462 is my current build. Could use some more running backs in here. Gus Edwards, not the sexiest play, but we do have Mitchell coming off the ACL tear. So we could see Gus doing the same bullshit that he did this year. Again, also decent risk that Gus... I guess, I think he's a free agent, right? Let me make sure that Gus, Gus's contract status. Pretty sure he's a free agent, though. But he's one of those guys, uh, yeah, so he, no, he actually looks like he is, has a contract? Yeah, so he actually, he he has a contract through 2027? When the fuck did they sign Gus to a long-term deal? I guess he's still on the team. Uh, Obviously, they can cut him, because he's kind of fucking nothing, but but Gus is apparently signed long term to Baltimore. No, it says on spot track that he's not a UFA until 2020. 2020- oh, 2024. Wait, what the? Oh, they're putting in projected contracts now. That's weird. Okay. So he's an FA. That's very confusing. I don't like the way the spot track changed that. I feel like they changed that within the last week. Um, all right. Whatever. 2562. Damian Pierce, I just do not have a lot of faith in. Marshawn Lloyd, a guy that we do like here. Uh, Probably my favorite late running back that I could actually get. A good senior bowl by him. He has to grade out over 200 pounds because he's pretty small. Uh, But a ton of juice, as we talked about with Marshawn Lloyd. I know if you're watching every video, you probably hear some of these takes over and over again. I apologize, but we have new people coming in every day. Marshawn Lloyd, 37% avoid attack rate. Only had 12 opportunities per game, though, at USC last year because they were running basically like three running backs. Uh, per game, 85% avoid a tackle rate when running a route, which he did run 11 routes per game. Uh, So Marshawn Lloyd, ton of juice, ton of uh, shiftiness there. Uh, He's, if you are to be a smaller back, as we talk about, you don't want to be a smaller back who doesn't miss tackles. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, a guy that could not miss tackles last year. Uh, That's where you don't want to be because you're basically going to get punished over and over again. And coaches are also going to see that in practice and not put you on the field. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, though, ton of juice, very good senior bowl. And a guy that if he's, if he's like five, eight and 200, He's gonna be okay if he's five six and one eighty. These picks are probably a little bit useless. Legendary upside and Marshawn Lloyd, uh, both okay. There we go. I'm glad they both like Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, obviously, leg up and uh PFF both like Marshawn Lloyd, so good. I think uh, I think Hayden over at Underdog also likes Lloyd too, though. I think we both threw it a little bit in the bag for USC guys, slightly more uh, than average. A lot of dusty vet running backs this year probably see them play musical chairs with the running back draft class being weaker. I would agree with that. Um, I think it's a better situation or a not a better situation. The running backs who are veteran free agents this year are like the better versions of Fournette, of Kareem Hunt, of, uh, of Zeke last year, who people were pretty excited about. Uh, those are players like, again, Jacobs, Eckler in particular, those two I think land a lot of different spots. Saquon. I think is getting a little bit overdrafted. There is a chance that he descends it back in the Giants because nobody wants to pay him you know, $13 million a year. And I think after the year he had, I don't see how he gets even the money he was offered last year. Uh, but we will see how that goes. But definitely a lot of running backs that, I think, land somewhere and land with a real role um, in terms of free agency. I just don't get how Polk and Leggett go before him. Uh, so, uh, talking about Devon says Walker, fastest MPH to the Super Bowl. I think Walker... um, yeah, you know, Walker to me was propped up by Drake May being a uh, you know an air yards merchant. So I, to me, I'm not the biggest Walker guys. We talked about the advanced analytics with him. Uh, nothing really stood out that impressively. Let me pull up his numbers for on the clock again. Uh, Tez Walker last year. 0.2 EPA per target, which is not very good. He had 162 air yards uh, per game as well. Only a 25 percent target per out run rate. So you're basically just talking like a full air yards guy. Um, he was okay at wide, seven wide targets per game, uh, 0.35 EPA there. Didn't get anything in the red zone, didn't get enough targets to qualify in the red zone. And downfield, he really wasn't that good. He had three downfield targets per game, but only a 0.28 EPA. For comparison's sake, Marvin Harrison had a 1.6 EPA for downfield targets. Same thing for Malik Neighbors. So like there's a really big teardrop in terms of performance on deep balls. I think he just had fed, like uh, I was talking about the Jameis Winston year a couple years ago for the Bucs, where that was one of my favorite fantasy years because you were basically getting 500, 600 air yards per game from Jameis. And then guys like Rashad Perriman were going off and nobody could really figure out what to do. Uh, but just like anytime a guy is going to force a lot of air yards, like everybody benefits. So I think Tez Walker to me benefited just from the fact that you know he was really aggressive. Drake May was getting the ball downfield. Uh, Jonathan Mingo is a decent value at this point. Antonio Gibson, another free agent that people do like as a pass catcher and I think has some utility there. Um, Ray Davis, old rookie running back. I don't think he's actually is. I don't think he's a good player, to be honest. Um, this is a pretty good deal on Mingo though. I'm going to take Gibson. It's hard not to take Mingo. Do you expect Carolina's offense to be better uh with Dave Canales taking over as head coach? He got the most out of everything in Tampa Bay last year in a way that I was really impressed by. And as we've talked about hunky offensive coordinator, moving up the food chain, always simply want to track. And, uh, Canales did that really well. So. I would say Gibson, uh, excuse me, um, Mingo, an interesting play here. And I would actually, I would actively take Mingo above Brendan Rice. I think this is being too excited about a young rookie. Mingo, as we talked about, I hated him last year, barely took him in drafts. Um, I think that was a really bad situation for him this year. uh, Buying the dip, I think, is an okay move for Mingo, especially at 204. And I would not take Brendan Rice over him, even though I do like Brendan Rice. Uh, 2762. We could go a third QB. I really don't like Penix. Don't mind Bo Nix. Don't mind JJ McCarthy. But hard to hard to confidently say those guys are going to be starters. Uh, this is really not a great pocket. I'm going to reach for Bo Nix. I still believe in Bo Nix. The senior bowl is not kind to him. I think he's going to land in an offense that really takes advantage of the fact that he can be a guy that like really runs an efficient, well-oiled offense, a high-difficulty offense. I think Bo Nix can do. That's what he ran in Oregon. That was not an easy offense to have a grasp on, and he was fantastic. As we talked about Bo Nix, people are, like, are down on him. I think our guy Felix was uh, comparing him to Jake Locker. He's not, like, he's really accurate. He's an 88% completion rate guy or a catchable ball rate guy, which you just don't find a lot of. Like, to be able to hit your targets that reliably is a very important skill, and it's one where, like, we I can overlook it for an AR. I can overlook it uh, being that good for guys that have other things to point to. But Bo Nix, 88% catchable ball rate, 77% on target rate, uh, both top in the class by a pretty good margin. Uh, For what it's worth, J.J. McCarthy, number two, 86% catchable ball rate. Jane Daniels, number three, 85% catchable ball rate. Um, but Bo Nix, you know, not a deep ball slinger, only a 10% deep ball rate, which is a lot lower than guys like Drake May, who threw a deep ball 17% of the time. Uh, but still, like he's he's a professional. He's an adult. Felix just does. I'm not. I'm not bashing you, Felix. I appreciate you bringing a different take here. But yeah, Felix doesn't think he's good. Um, I strongly disagree. But you know, look, we'll find out in a couple months. We'll find out in, in more than half a year how good Bo Nix is. But I think that he will get appropriate draft capital. Don't know he'll be a first rounder, but I think he could be a second rounder. And I think he can be the great white hope for a Denver. Would be my would be my bet. I think Denver falls in love with them. Uh, Gino is starting this year. Uh, talking about Jeff. Oh, I think Bo Nix could go to Seattle. Gino could get cut. Uh, he actually would be, I think a pretty big cap savings. If I recall correctly, I think he'd be like a 13 mil cap savings. And we just don't know what Mike McDonald's going to think of him as a QB. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't file Gino as being a must have. Um, yeah. He would create, where's the savings on spot track. I mean, he would be 17 million in dead money, but this is the out year for him. So his contract goes up pretty big in 2025. I don't know. I wouldn't lock that one in. I also, you know, as we talk about, I would not lock Kenneth Walker in as being the stud back for Seattle again, too. Uh, That is a spot where I think Charbonnet and Walker will get treated as like individuals coming in for Mike McDonald and I will see what happens there. But I think that is going to be an offense that runs the ball pretty aggressively, too. Um. Which could be a fit for Bonix. and honestly, it could be a fit for Gino how he played last year. Like Gino was not getting the ball downfield as much, was not running as much. Uh, but I, just, I don't have the full confidence that Gino comes back. A Twenty-three million dollars savings on Gino there. I knew I saw some big number like that. Yeah, Spot Track. I wish made it a little bit easier. I don't know. I like Spot Track for knowing just like who's a free agent, and who's not. Uh, but I feel like they. That really confused the shit out of me, the Gus thing, because I've never seen them put in the uh, projection for salary and make it look like it's the contract. That was really confusing for my my simple streamer brain. Uh, we got a lot of people watching live, so appreciate all you guys watching, but please do smash that like button. really helps us out here. Of course, this is a one-man shop channel now, so I can appreciate, uh, appreciate all you guys' support here. Hitting that like button helps us get seen by more people. Tell us the algorithm. This is content people might want to see, so please help us out here. And of course, subscribe as well to get more content. Monday to Friday, 11 a.m. doing drafts uh, every day this week. Besides, I think Friday is when we will do our Super Bowl special, and we'll dig into the showdown. Either Thursday or Friday, but I, I'm thinking Friday will be it. So we'll do four days here of drafts, and then we'll do the Super Bowl preview on Friday and dig in, do the sims, do all that stuff that we do. I've had a lot of success with on the year on stream, and hopefully, we'll have. I really would like, would like to close out the year the Super Bowl win of a million dollars would be fantastic for me. Uh, but well, who knows? Malik Washington going? I don't think that's. I think that's nothing. Um, do you like Davis Allen as a late tight end? I think he's an interesting player. I do like Ben Sinnott as well, and I've been not getting enough Sinnott. He is still available. I'm taking a share of Sinnott. I feel like I've been talking myself into Davis Allen a lot. Uh, Davis Allen should benefit. I, I guess, honestly, though, that would have made sense with the stack I have with the Rams. Is this a 4QB build? I think it could be. There's nobody at wide receiver I'm dying to get. Let's just get Davis Allen, too. Let's let's live a little, right? I think that's the expression that's being printed on pillows. <laughs> <laughs> by by a certain uh, man who's uh, <laughs> from the slowcast, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, our final team, Bo Nix, uh, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Trey Benson, Zach Moss, Gus Edwards, Marshawn Lloyd, Antonio Gibson. So really making a bet here that Jacobs and Eckler are just incredibly undervalued because this feels like a real zero RB room. Besides those two guys at wide receiver, Puka Nakua. Uh, Nico Collins, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Romo Dunze, and Troy Franklin. Like all these guys, these are guys who have roles, I can certainly nitpick uh, Nico Collins ADP right now. I think that does come down a little bit, but still I think the build made sense. Would have liked to have gotten Shroud in this build, but he got taken by the guy who took too many QBs. Four tight ends this one, Jake Ferguson, Luke Musgrave, Ben Sinnott, Davis Allen. Kind of think that Sinnott and Davis Allen are thin enough plays that it made sense to go four tight ends here. Obviously a 20-round draft helps that out too. Probably would still not go four tight ends in a traditional 18-round draft. A 20 round draft we can do that check the chats here we'll still let these let the fine folks here go easy cards and mad Manny do their picks of course they are splash play members here or parts of the community that we appreciate most consistent guy in the game right now thank you That's all I can ask you know Ben disagrees with me on a room takes. I'm showing up bright and early. I did my prep work bright and early for this moment to be ready for this. So if you guys appreciate the information, join along with the journey here. Um, And that is going to be it for this stream for today. So come back tomorrow, of course. Guys, please do subscribe down below if you can. Let me go full screen here. Uh, Use that promo code Splash, by the way, if you want to get a double deposit up to 100 bucks on Underdog. uh, Great deal on there. Also, if you want to support the show and get data for yourself, check out Stochastic. Save 50% or check the link in the description uh, by using that promo code Splash as well on there. That includes all the SIM packages they have. So lots of great ways Save money on there. Uh, Get a week of NFL data if you just want to go in for the Super Bowl. But check the link in the description for Stochastic or use promo code SPLASH on there. Uh, Probably as well, my baby, if you are supporting SPLASH Play, a great way to do that is support Probably. If you sign up on there, that just helps me do more things for content. So uh, go check out Probably again. Save 50% with that promo code first at slash subscribe or download probably in the app store and get a seven-day free trial. So choose your adventure there. If you've been curious about the product and you have legal sports betting in your state or if you're playing on Bovada and whatever, it doesn't matter. Probably will help you win more money by using data from the winningest sports books around the world. So check it out for yourself. Uh, probably Search probably on the app store and give us five stars. and review if you can. And I'll be back tomorrow with another draft. So shout out to all these fine folks that us put on the show. Join down below $4.99 a month if you want to help me continue to put on the show as well. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. And here's a responsible gaming thing too. Why not? <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy your days. And of course, uh, good luck. Bye.